Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thanks for listening to Creative Control. Uh, while I have you here, please consider supporting Youth Empowerment and Support Services, otherwise known as YES. Based in Edmonton, Alberta, YES provides immediate and low-barrier overnight and day shelter, temporary supportive housing, and individualized wraparound supports for young people aged 15 to 24. They work collaboratively within a network of care focused on the prevention of youth homelessness by providing youth with the necessary supports to stabilize their housing, improve their well-being, build life skills, connect with community, and avoid re-entry into homelessness. Learn more about how to donate or otherwise support YES by visiting YESS.org. Hey, this is Adam from Toronto, and I support Creative Control because Vish is full stop one of the best arts interviewers in Canada, or anywhere in the world, really. He approaches every episode like he's known the artist for years, creating a conversational atmosphere that gets straight to the heart of the work. No one else in podcasting gets it quite right like he does, with a mixture of meticulous research, wise artistic insights, and well-humored personal connections. I proudly support Vish and Creative Control on Patreon. You should, too. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash creative control today. Eric Bachman and Eric Johnson are talented multi-instrumentalists and songwriters who currently reside in Atlanta and North Carolina, respectively. Along with bassist Matt Gentling and drummer Mark Price, since 1991, Bachman and Johnson have played guitar in Archers of Loaf, with Bachman writing lyrics and singing songs in one of the most significant and original underground rock bands to have emerged in the past 30 years. After seven years of activity, Archers of Loaf broke up in 1998, but reformed in 2011 to support a reissue campaign for all of their albums by Merge Records. Subsequent reunion shows have occurred over the past decade, but now the band have returned with Reason in Decline, their first album in 24 years. Out via Merge Records on October 21st, 2022, Reason in Decline is a very powerful album, and it prompted Eric Bachman and Eric Johnson to connect with me for a talk 
about things like uh, fending off Hurricane Ian and playing music in caves. Why Archers resumed making new music together. How Bachman shifted from his quieter solo mode into his Archers character. Why the band sounds brand new and its past doesn't impact its present. How the two Eric's began writing these new songs together. Mark Price's drumming style and the band's idiosyncratic sound. The socio-politically charged nature of Reason and Decline. What the future of Archers of Loaf might look like and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners like you who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash creativecontrol which sustains this podcast financially and gets you some perks like episodes early and extra content, things like that. With additional support from Blackbird Music, a well-stocked record store with locations in Edmonton and Calgary, Alberta, and very friendly staff who will happily help you fill your orders. Say you want to order the new Archers of Loaf album, Reason and Decline. Well, you head over to blackbird.ca and you can do that. They'll, they'll get the record for you. They'll send it to you or whatever. You can go down there, whatever it is, if you live in those areas. Anyway, blackbird.ca for more information about that. Plus, in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Ontario, Canada, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is episode 726 of Creative Control, featuring the lovely and talented Eric Bachman and Eric Johnson from Archers of Loaf with their host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi, Eric Bachman. How are you today, and how's it going there? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Vish? I'm well. It's very nice to uh, chat with you again. Where in the world are you today? I'm in Athens, Georgia. Nice. How are yeah. things going there uh, today? It's good. I, I uh, My kid's sick, uh, so he's okay. home from school today, so I'm kind of taking care of him. I just got back from a little tour, so I kind of got thrown into the fire right when I got home. Sick kid and <laughs> all that, but I'm doing great, and he's going to be fine. So Okay, good. That's good to hear, and I hope his tour good. Tour was great. I played in a, a cave. That was incredible, Chief, Eric. Chief Colorado, uh, Native, Native American Chief Colorado's cave when they had the migratory routes in uh, in Morrison, Colorado, just about five, three or four miles from Red Rocks. Similar wow. look, but it was a cave. It was an incredible uh, experience. But I played other other places too. But that place was probably the best environment I've ever played in. Yeah, it was amazing. I saw mm-hmm. the pictures. I can hear the acoustic resonance as you're speaking. It must have been magical. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, it was just yeah. a great uh, night. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's great. It's great to, to see you again. Uh, Eric Johnson, I heard you there. Are you are you with us? Yes. Can you hear me? <laughs> we can hear you just fine. Uh, All nice right. To meet, nice to meet you, Eric. For the I don't believe we've ever really spoken before. I don't think lives. so, Vish, but it's nice yeah. to meet you as well. Yes, absolutely. Where in the world are you? I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. I see. How are things going there? Pretty good. Can't complain. <laughs> the weather's good. It's, I think it's about to get bad. Oh, is it? Right. Oh, yeah. right. Sorry. As we're speaking, hurricane. But it's, it's, it's beautiful outside right now. Here, anyway. It's crazy windy here. Is it? 
We don't yes, even have limbs, the wind yet. Limbs falling. It'll be there probably in an hour. It's here. I yeah. didn't even. Wow. just got here. Wow. I didn't even think about. Oh my god! So we better get this done because you might. Yeah, have before we a die. Power. <laughs> might have a power. Well, I wasn't going to say that. That's too morbid. I meant the power might go out. That's all I was getting at there. But uh, yeah, well, in any you case, <laughs> you never know. It's very nice to speak with both of you. I, I think in the first time uh, in the history of the show, I've had two people on at the same time with the same name. This is unusual for me. Uh, Eric Johnson, what do you call each other in common company? To dis- what, what do people call you, I should say, to distinguish between the Eric's? Usually EJ and then Eric Bachman is usually called Golden Throat Bachman. <laughs> he goes by the long, long-term name, Golden Throat Bachman. Golden Throat Bachman yeah, might be hard to say. I don't respond to anything else. I don't respond to anything else. <laughs> okay. I will try to adhere to these strange rules that you have. Thank you very much. EB, typically. EB and EJ. Okay. Let's start with this EJ. Uh, yes. Obviously, I know there's been a gap between reunion tours and making new music. From your reckoning, what prompted Archers to get back to get, uh, writing together, writing new stuff together? Well, I think it's something that all of us wanted to do, but I don't know really what the impetus was. I know I've read interviews of with Eric <laughs> more than I've actually talked to him about it, but just that he was not in a mindset for a long time to do it. And uh, frankly, I never thought he would be because he's always progressive and he's always moving forward so i was surprised but i was very happy and was thrilled to uh get back involved it's amazing to hear you characterize the progressive stuff because and i want to get into this with both of you like i love this new album it's fantastic but i will say as a longtime fan to me and i don't i hope this doesn't come across the wrong way it sounds to me like almost a totally new band I have disassociated and disconnected it from Archers, except that I know it's Archers, and like I know it is, I can feel it, and it's all there. But I love the fact that you have, you know, gone in this different, I think, somewhat different direction. It seems different to me. Uh, e B Golden Throat Bachman, I, I can't do it. E B, what do you make of where I'm coming from, and, and can you speak to what uh, Eric was just saying? Yeah, I think that that is partially uh, why we were able to move forward. I think for me, one of the reasons why I think EJ nailed it, I couldn't, I couldn't find a perspective from which to write because the perspective from which I wrote in the past for the archers was this, a different part of my personality that wasn't really engaging in music. And it was just kind of getting smaller, you know, the kind of angry, I hate Walmart and <laughs> I hate the world. And, you know, that, that's part of, that's kind of a smaller part of my personality. It's still in there. Yeah. But it's a smaller part of my personality, and uh, and I knew I didn't want to write a whole because you got to get behind the stuff you write, you know, especially if you're going to perform it. So I think the, the the little light that went off in my head that allowed it to to go forward, and you're hitting it on the on the head too, Vish, is that uh, let's just not worry about the past. Let's just not let's not mimic that, and almost proactively, okay, the loud, loud, quiet, loud, quiet, loud thing that we write sentences with, and the sort of barky vocal that I would do I almost proactively didn't avoid it but if it came to a decision I would choose the other yeah. I would choose something else you know because yeah. it's really making records is a series of making decisions so I feel like the thing that caught there's two two things that gave that were the catalyst to making a new record one was the pandemic and Trump plenty of reasons to be frustrated and angry and disoriented that gives you plenty to write about it gave me plenty to write about lyrically anyway and then this idea that you know what 
don't even don't even try to do anything like you did in the past. Just just be what the band is now and go forward. And that's why it kind of started coming out naturally. I can I can hear that, and like I say in the record, that comes through. Um, EJ, just to speak to what we're speaking to, I think is a little bit of legacy fear. I think some bands have gotten back together and very pointedly mm-hmm. said, you know what, I'm happy with our catalog. I don't feel the need to mess with it. And I think people might be like judging this thing against the old thing. And we were like 20 years old when we did the first thing. How can that even be possible? EJ, did you have right. any... You know, did that give you pause as a member of this band? What, just writing, like, taking such a big step? No, it's more, sorry, I was unclear. More just that external consideration of what people expect Archers to be and based on what it was, not what it is now. You know what I'm getting at? Y- yes, I, I, I certainly feel that. Uh, I've read some of the comments on YouTube. I know I'm not supposed to do that, but they're but they're like a like this is nothing like the Archers, and I'm right. like, well, it's the same four people, you know, p- playing the same instruments as we always have, and but I don't know. Yeah, I've had some of those, those same feelings. As we're speaking, I believe this week uh, another single, if you will, uh, was released. From the record, and I believe it's Amy. Is that correct, uh, EB? Yeah. So I was playing the record for my. I've been playing the record in the van when we. I drove my kids to their running race thing yesterday, and then we had it playing, blasting in the van. And I we got to Amy, and I says to my wife, I says, "This is the new <laughs> single," and she goes, "This? They made this the single?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I love it. I think they're just like sorry. I don't. Is that a pointed move, EB? Like, do you feel like you're like?" Yeah, this uh, is not the archers. I, I, I think I think that uh, I mean we have people giving us their opinions. Merge and our, and our lawyer Sean and our, our label Merge give opinions. Yeah. And I think what happened was uh, with Amy coming out as a single. I think one everybody likes the song. You know, uh, there's that first and foremost. Uh, but I also think that we've had Screaming Undercover as the second single, and the first single was In Surface Noise. So those are pretty anthemic and rocking. Yeah, I would argue that. Surface noise is anthemic, and screaming undercover is rocking, and uh, and so we didn't want to we didn't want to mislead people into thinking the whole album was 120 beats per minute plus, just thrashing, rocking anthemic things. There's some mellow stuff on there too, yeah. And so they wanted to show the, showcase that part of the album uh, instead of just like here's another rocker, here's another rocker, here's and that's, another, you know, but that's so. not super uncommon on an Archer's record either. Like that, that's no, what, that's no, what exactly. I'm wrestling with. So mm-hmm. I think one of the things, Eric, I think uh, EB, sorry, the last time you were on this uh, show, we talked pretty extensively about the change in your voice. Um, and mm-hmm. that was not, it's, I mean, that was sort of medically induced, wasn't it? Yeah. I had microfold surgery in 1998 or nine, maybe not, no, 2000, maybe I had to go. And is a strong word for it. It's what they call it. But they just put a laser in there and they just shoot some of the nodes off, you know? Yeah. So I had to have that done because there was, one that was quite problematic blocking anyway a certain frequency response but uh anyway i had that done and uh just just screaming less you know yeah uh and when i wrote and and uh so that changed it you know i had to sort of change it from there so you've got this when you talk about trying to get into the archer's frame of mind i feel like you have this very unique experience because physiologically you can't even probably sing the way you used to and nor should you you were kind of advised not to on some level right right <laughs> uh, not on some level very directly yes. very directly right. to not do that but and smoke and drink and do cocaine and stuff like yeah. that. that that was all 
part of it. You know, my son's hearing all this in the background. This is bad. But, um, <laughs> no, well, um, you said, sorry, just to be clear to your yeah. son, you said not to do those things. You weren't like, yeah, exactly. my doctor that's told me to do true. more of it. That would be bad no, for your that's son right. to hear. No, right. no that's okay. right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so I think in combination with that and then screaming every night, because you just dry it out. You know, you play a show like that. You scream, you're drinking beer and whiskey while you do it, and then you smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. You yeah. know? And then, of course, you're drying it out even further when you're partying. So um, those days are over uh, to a large extent. So, um, you know, you had to stop all of that, really, if you were going to just perform at all. So I did, and, and it changed the sound of my voice, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think you also start aesthetically choosing different things. You start wanting to write from a different perspective because you don't want to do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's so not, it's not rocket science. So, EJ, no. your perspective on this, like Eric's voice has changed. Do you also hear a change in his writing? Do you hear that as someone who's worked with him for all these years? Uh, no, not not really. Uh, and maybe it's because I have followed Crooked Fingers and and Eric's solo stuff. But no, I think the structures uh, seem familiar to me when I'm like working on my parts, I, I think, I think roughly he writes Archer's songs about the same. And there's a pretty good mix as always of like the loud stuff and the quiet stuff. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So when you're, yeah. uh, when Eric, uh, when EB rather was on the show to talk about his last beautiful solo record, we talked about you quite a bit, EJ, you came up, you were, you participated in the record and uh, he mm-hmm. spoke spoke of you very highly. I think the, oh. this. Well, I'm not you. trying to make things awkward between you two. I think you two love each other, and you know that. Oh. But my point is this: EB was very happy that you were involved on that last record. Is where I was coming from. How well, did I was you thrilled. Th- yeah. I was thrilled to be involved. I was yeah. really stoked. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's still one of my favorite records of the of the century. I love that album. I get things Thanks. in my head all the time. Uh, it really impacted me. Uh, particularly, which is saying, I will say, I listened to a billion records a, a, a year. And so uh, I just want to say mm-hmm. to people listening, and uh, you should check out all the Crooked Fingers and Eric's stuff as well, uh, if you are if you haven't done that. So anyway, EJ, can we talk a little bit about how uh, the collaborative process began uh, in, in terms of making reason and decline? Um, because I don't know if you and EB got together, or was it a full band thing? Can you can you talk about that a little bit, EJ? Yeah. At the beginning, it was me and EB. Like, he would write the structures and the words and then send those to me. And then I've got a little home studio, and I would record parts and send them back to Eric and say, is this kind of what you're thinking? And we'd go back and forth doing that. And then once he was happy with what I was doing and I was happy with what I was doing, I would send the half-finished song to Mark and Matt. And so... They don't do the home recording stuff, but I'm sure that they listen to the music before they come in ready to to add their parts to the songs, too. Right, right. And that's the way we did it on, I think, the majority, if not all of the songs, <laughs> um, except for the last one. Yeah. That was also written later, written towards the end. Yeah, um, it was written at the very end, yeah. But, you know, one thing that we should say, EJ and I should say here, uh, a lot of this is necessity. I think if e- EJ and I are so mm-hmm. ridiculous about what we're doing, because I'll, I'll, like mm-hmm. he's saying, I'll send him the, the skeleton, like, this is the song, this is the chords and the words and the melodies. And my guitar part is just like a guitar part to, to, to house the words or whatever and house the chord changes. And so when EJ comes back with his guitar parts, I'll rearrange my guitar part to 
try to work with his, and then he'll and we just kind of go back and forth a little bit. Yeah. So if we do this shit in front of Matt and, and Mark, they get bored out of their minds. <laughs> so we we do, we do all this work, and it takes us months, man. It takes us a long time, you know. And and uh, yeah, and we get it done, and then and so we're just really trying to not annoy the rhythm section. We're just trying yeah. to get them a thing that's kind of ready, so they don't have to sit and wait in a rehearsal for hours while we do yeah. this stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. So EJ, as, is that that's exactly right? Yeah, we've talked a little bit about what I view, and I think you guys have kind of corroborated this. That there are there feels to me to be a distinction between Archers of Love 2022 and the Archers that came before it in terms of your mm-hmm. in, in terms of your interplay with Eric. The, what, what EB is just describing as a way of working, probably because you're remote in different places. Has that interplay right. between you and EB? changed much i think so yeah i think it's made us tighter when we have that much time i can go all right this part's kind of cool but it's bleeding over into what eric's doing so i'm gonna have to do something different Mm. whereas back in the early archers days when we just were at band practice coming up with stuff you know just right off the top of our heads it wasn't like that it was just different okay so this is is it circumstantial or is it an aesthetic choice? Like, let's just do things a bit differently. Is what's your take? I think it's I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, but I think circumstantial for me is is more of it. But I think a little bit of both. Yeah, uh, Eb, you have as we've talked about uh, undertaken kind of a new sound for yourself uh, on some level. We mentioned I mentioned you've involved EJ in uh, some of that work, but. Do you listen to much music like this these days? When you're young, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and a music fan, you tend to have open ears. But yeah. are you listening to louder stuff these days? You know, I don't. I listen to a lot of. Uh, I listen to uh, lately. Listen to a lot of. Th- it's funny. I'm going back though because I'm. I'm being. I'm doing a, f- a few interviews now because the record's coming out, and people are asking what was influential, and things that I didn't listen to. I haven't listened to for 15 years or more. I'm, I'm recalling, like, I used to listen to this all the time, you know, right. uh, so I'm going back and listening to that again. And there's things I'm referring to are, are kind of like, uh, like no wave stuff like Glenn Bronca and, and, uh, theoretical girls and, you know, uh, Lydia lunch and the, you know, teenage Jesus and, the, and the, whatever, <laughs> stuff like that, you know? Oh, interesting. All that kind of noisy guitar stuff like Glenn Bronca's first symphony. If you listen to toast or something like that's what that, I mean, that's what we're aping. You know? that's what it is. Yeah. If you listen to that stuff, it's very archers. It, it, we're in, it, for my for my parts, we're very influenced by that. Um, and so I've been listening to a lot, a lot of that lately. But I'm not going to make music like that. Uh, if I do, it would be an instrumental thing. For me, as I've gotten older, it's the song. It's always the song. So I'm so enamored with uh, uh, tradition. You know, Anglo traditions. If you go back to sort of standards, Irish and English songwriting, and, and then of course more modern versions of that with Raymond Jack Elliott and Bob Dylan and Towns Van Zant and Leonard yeah. Cohen and Richard Thompson and all this stuff. But that, you know, that all comes from a well that's way, like two or three hundred years older than that and more than that even. So I'm always looking at songs. I just, for me, it's the song, the quest to write the perfect song. And it's impossible. You know, you just, you're never going to, you know. So for me, it's, as I've gotten older, it's been that quest for that. And then, and then when I pr- apply that to a textural band like Archers, you apply it to something that you really are kind of mesh that together. I'm trying to write these sort of songs and then the band is, there's just such one of the reasons why I asked EJ to play on the last record because I just think that EJ doesn't just do what the archers do. He can do that. He does that. He can do about eight thousand other things too. Yeah. And so I ask him do other shit that you wouldn't do with the archers. Just do do what you want. You know, do something else. You know. Yeah. But the archers are, are such a textural group of people 
Matt too. Matt puts thirds and fifths under the bass instead of the root, which changes what EJ and I sound like. It's it's all very unintentionally, I think. It's not academic, you know. It's very kind of it's just how, what sounds good to him. But it's nice mm-hmm. to to have the things sort of inverted. After EJ and I are done, it's like, well, this is a G chord, and you're playing this, and I'm playing this, and you're adding the nine, and I'm adding the eleven, and we're doing this, and then Matt's playing a D on, underneath it instead of a G, which is the second inversion, all this music theory dorky stuff. But it, it makes it it makes it cool, you know, and it, especially if you don't talk about it, you know, and it just is this thing that we're not we're not doing it academically, we're not doing it in a way that's uh, forced or it's just. It's just how, if you if you look at it after the fact, you go, well, that's what it actually it's doing, you know. Well, all the stuff you're talking about with Glenn Bronca, like I in in preparing for this and just revisiting Archers, I was listening to uh, All the Nations Airports yesterday, and I was listening to Nostalgia uh, yesterday, and it's just mm. that noise is so glorious mm. and distinctively yours. It's such a very special band. Uh, for those of us who have followed it, Mark, I'm a drummer, so I get, I'm like, what's oh, the cool. drummer doing? What's the drummer doing? Mark, mm-hmm. a lot of Tom stuff, like just a lot more, I yep. feel like on this record, like a lot of pounding. I don't know if you, like Tom pounding, if you will. Is Was there a chatter, mm-hmm. EJ, about parts? Like, did he, did, did the, I Matt? think, I think that was, it was definitely intentional. Yeah. And I, I didn't talk to him about it much but i think he was really focusing on the toms and wanted to avoid the hi-hat he didn't want to just do the same old you know boom boom pop boom 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 he wanted to do something different like okay so not you didn't go back and forth with this was mark's invention on some level of yes it was absolutely and i remember i remember talking about it in practice but at, at that point, he didn't have all of his parts worked out. Yeah. Um, but by the time we finally recorded it, he was using even less cymbal. So the, it it's really changed his style a bit. Well, he he talks about he's so cinematic. It's almost like he should have been in film or something because he's so cinematic the way he thinks about drums. If he does talk about it, he wants things to be. He's like, well, this he's always visual. You know, he's always like, I want this part to be kind of open, like you're opening on a landscape, and you can hear. If he says what he says, and you hear him play, like, oh yeah, I see what you're saying, you know. Well, if you think about uh, the breakdowns on like scenic pastures or something, like absolutely, like he is very fantastic, he's very cinematic. absolutely fantastic yeah. drummer. So I I appreciate that. I like that you don't even know. I know he's had some issues, right? Uh, health issues himself as a player. Is that carpal tunnel and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's in. Uh, I'm just speculating. I'm not a doc- hey guys. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But I actually I'm not thought, either. I thought of that. I thought, oh, maybe he altered his playing a little bit. I don't know why that Absolutely. would poss- possibly help, but it probably does, right? It does. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. play as hard. He doesn't like, yeah. But you it, know, stand up and smash his drums like he used to. Right. Okay. So it's probably circumstantial again. I feel like I'm Columbo mm-hmm. trying to figure out this record, yeah. and I'm getting close. Uh, no, One that's... last question. Oh, no, that's Matt Locke. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's Matt Locke. <laughs> no, it is it is really wonderful in that regard. Um, so, EJ, what do you, when you ponder Eric's, I know I asked you about the songwriting and you sort of deferred to be like, I, I don't know. I spent some time finally this week reading the lyric sheet as I was listening, and that just blew the doors open on it. Because on the one yeah, hand, I don't even know all the I don't even know all the lyrics. Okay, so you don't know them. Okay, that's fair. I I know most of them. I know most of them. Well, of the ones you can think of, do you have a like Eric has talked a little bit already about getting into the frame of mind of writing Archer's music? 
lyrics, I think. Mm -hmm. What do you think is sort of, is there overarching, no pun intended, is there an overarching theme that you pick up on in what he's writing about? Sure. I think it's pretty obvious. I don't think it's hidden, you know, what he's talking about. It's just about society today. Yeah. And I think that's the theme of the record. But there are some songs on there that aren't, or at least don't seem to me to be songs just about what's going on. Like Amy, for instance. That I guess that'd be the, the main one, Hard to Be Human. Hard to be human. Um, well, I, I guess I guess that is kind of, you know, what what's going on. Cause, yeah. But I guess it's always been hard to be human. My uh, son, because uh, I have the fancier car now, uh, the van where the screen, it, you know, you connect your phone. And the, oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, my son was like, what is the song is called? Mama was a human. Wo- Mama, right. No, he was. I, oh, oh, yeah. I have been. I have a terrible habit that annoys my family of singing. A song gets in my head. And then I just sing that line repeatedly as we're going for walks and stuff. And they're like, so I've got, it's hard to be human. Like I got that. I just can't stop saying it. So my (laughs) son has become a little obsessed with it. But he really was fixated. uh, The whole family was on Mama was a war profiteer. Uh, (laughs) So Eric, real quick, what is that? What's going on there? I just want to focus in on that for a second. You can make a lot of money if you invest in (laughs) In war. Yeah. yeah, a lot of money in that stuff, man. <laughs> There's a lot. And you don't even have to think about yeah. it. You can just do it. You just go to the stock exchange, you just buy your stocks, and then people build weapons and kill people with them, and you just make shit. You money. seem particularly fixated on capitalism here. When you're talking about misinformation age, this brilliant song about, uh, I think, 24 7 news and all this bullshit media stuff, like you talk about mm-hmm. where the money and the blood intertwine and these sorts of things. That's really on your mind these days. Greed. Yeah. Well, for, for sure, uh, especially under the Trump administration where it wasn't even being shrouded, or if it was, you know, it's just there's so many distractions that don't matter. You know, we could be upset at a guy for saying, yeah, if you're famous, you can grab by the pussy. That's fine. But he also does business with uh, Simeon Mogilevich, you know, the biggest. So this is, and you talk to the people from that side of the aisle. Like, I'm not even, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get too deep into this, but. Just the the sort of complacency. Well, yeah, that's just how the world is, though. I mean, he's a businessman from New York. Of course, he's going to have to do business with the mob. Of course, he's. That's just the way it is. You're like, it's not the way it is. It's not the way it is. You're you're allowing this because you want abortion to be made illegal. You're allowing this because you want you want to appoint Supreme Court yeah. justices. And there's all kinds of stuff going on. The the war profiteer song is even more. I'm an anti capitalist. I just think there needs to be some sort of <laughs> accountability. You know. Um, and I'm not alone in this, you know, so uh, I don't even feel like it's that daring of what I'm saying. It's just uh, I just feel like singing about it. So, yeah, you know, if you look at if there's a great uh, book by. Uh, oh, man, I forget his name and I forget the book. I can I can uh, <laughs> you know, text me or something. I, I'll, yeah, I'll I read text a book. it to you. Chalmers yeah. Johnson. OK. Ch- Chalmers Johnson. Sorrows of War, something like that. Anyway, it talks about uh, war profiteering. It talks about uh, Dick Cheney and his yeah. owning of Halliburton stock and the, the yeah. way it, they outsourced. You know, KP duty is no longer done by other military people. It's done by Halliburton. So by, and you can own stock in this company. And when there's a war, it goes, you know, there's, it's not subtle. You know, it's not like it's, it's not. No, they don't hide it. It's in plain sight. It, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that's repulsive to me. So it, it warranted us all, you know. EJ, uh, there's two things that occur to me. One, uh, and I realized I lost my train of thought. I didn't, I neglected to ask you, I asked Eric about like listening to music. We all kind of know 
that Eric's been making music publicly. Uh, and so this is partially why I asked. I want to catch up with you about that in a second. I forgot to, and I apologize. My quick question Sorry. as a follow-up to this line of thought, though, is do you guys talk about things like this? Like the <laughs> the stuff we've just been talking about as it as you're pondering uh, a record and you're maybe hearing playback and you're hearing Eric saying these things, uh, EB, I mean, EJ, do you guys talk? Do you have conversations about the subject matter of the songs? Not deep conversations. We joke about it and we're sarcastic about it, but we don't like have a powwow and go, you know, Eric, we want you to write these types of words and we need really need to get this across because this is what happened. None of that. It's it's more like, did you see that bullshit on TV last night? Or did you hear what that idiot said? You know, just something more lighthearted. But I think it's fair to say that we all stand behind what's been written. Yeah. Does EB ever say, man, I'm really struggling with this line? Or uh, no. conver- conversely, do, do one of you say, you know that thing you just said? Do you ever think maybe saying that you ever had any uh, constructive feedback? I don't know. Have I ever, Eric? I, I tend I think, not. I don't think you haven't done that necessarily. I don't. Yeah, think, I don't uh, think I ever. Ha- maybe no. Guitar, it, it guitar been a parts. Long time ago. Maybe guitar parts. Well, guitar parts. We do. Yeah. Guitar sure. parts. We go back yeah. and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We say stuff back and forth. That but, makes um, more sense. Okay, I appreciate. But yeah, lyric <laughs> lyrics are. Uh, it's a weird thing where uh, if you're going to be singing it from your personality, from your thing. I don't know. It's, it's great that they trust me to say it. You know, it's great that they haven't said anything. <laughs> you don't say that. You know? I don't know. No, but no. I just, uh, I feel like it's, uh, you know, I feel like it's a risky thing to have to say stuff. Running lyrics is very difficult, you know. Well, there's a real density and uh, to the, the words for the most part. And there's very interesting things you do with um, just your phrasing uh, and mm-hmm. and all those sorts of things that I find fascinating. We were talking about Amy earlier, and that's the most stark of the songs, like just the, le- yeah. the least number of words, but somehow one of the most affecting. So you have these modes, I feel, Eric, where you're it's very punk rock in that regard, I would say, like kind of old school, like trying to convey a lot of information in two or three minutes mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with with maybe a lot of different words. And then you have this other mode of like and I think misinformation age falls in this line, mm-hmm. too. Very effective, but kind of focused and and a little bit sparse language wise i don't have a question per se but it's just something i've observed as you ponder writing for archers again i think you're you're exploring these kinds of modes more well i think too i don't think i think the reason i could i could write lyrics for an archer's record again was because i just said fuck it i didn't i didn't sorry i just said (laughs) i just just said uh, i'm like don't worry uh, he (laughs) said yeah oh my Uh, god my delicate ears (laughs) <laughs> My point is, uh, I, I don't, we didn't, like I said at the beginning of this interview, I, I think one of the reasons why we could get something done was because I'm like, I can't, I just have to do with, just be myself now and do this, you know, uh, as it is. So I don't feel like uh, there's a, I really don't think there's a, there's a perspective I have to take. And it, it comes from frustration with how I, how the pandemic sort of took my work from me and sort of damaged my sense of where I gathered my self-esteem and all that sort of took all that from me because I couldn't play or perform or, and all of a sudden I was just at home all the time taking care of a child. Yeah. Uh, and that was bad for my sense of confidence, you know? And then of course getting sick a lot, my family got sick a lot. And then, uh, cause my wife's an ICU nurse and then, yeah, and yeah, then uh, yeah. the, the current political climate with the Trump administration 
there was plenty to be angry about. So that was easy for me to fall back on and say, if I could have, I could have said, well, I got this angry rock record I'm making, I'm going to make it. I probably would have made the same lyrics, but I was like, why would I get a new band when I, when it's the best band ever that wants to do something, you know, with Matt, Mark and Eric, like, why would I do that? You know? And so I just, that was just the thing, you know? So I don't think that it, I don't think, I, I don't think I had to go, okay, I'm going to write Archers and I have to change. I know I've said sort of things like that in interviews before, but I, it, it ended up not being like that, you know? Well, I think sort of, I think for some of us, songs like Amy and uh, maybe War is Wide Open could easily be solo songs, if you will. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah. But I think that, uh, I think that there's stuff that those guys do, though, that really, uh, I mean, there's a, the chemistry thing is the, is the thing. Absolutely. It's the thing. Yeah. So I can't, I can't, I haven't, I've played in so many different bands and I haven't been able to find people that I feel as far as a band goes, uh, that I get along with without saying things. Like you just asked EJ if we talk about it. We don't have to talk about it, Vish. We don't have to. No. You know, we just kind of do it. Like, you know what I mean? So the chemistry is that strong. I, yeah. You know, in my practice, I, I get this a lot. Yeah, thanks for the, I, we don't talk about this stuff. We just do yeah. it and it happens in <laughs> yeah. the room. And I, yeah. I, I'm a musician. I know this. I couldn't tell you sure, why yeah. I did yeah. a thing. It just happened and someone said, that was good. Let's, let's just yep. keep doing that. Thing this again, over feels right. Yeah, it feels right. Yeah. yeah, EJ, I neglected to go back to you. I'm sorry about this. So, what has been your musical life per se? Um, I guess we could even go back to Archer's sort of stopping. I, I know some of us know that story. What have you been kind of doing musically uh, as Eric has been exploring uh, music in his own pursuits? Oh, sorry, EB. <laughs> musically, I have a little side project called Spooky J. I do have. 10 songs on iTunes, but that's it. Right. Um, I only have it up there just for the hell of it. I don't expect anyone to buy it. I've never promoted it. I basically record it and hand it out to friends, but I love doing it. Yeah. It's, it's all instrumentals. I can't sing and I can't write lyrics. Uh, Matt Gentling does play bass on a few of the songs. One of the songs is acoustic. Everything else is electric. And I, I have a, a fake piano that's pretty good. That Eric, Eric helped. Eric, well, Eric helped me pick out the software for it. Do you remember what that software is called, Eric? It's, it's Native Instruments. I don't know which one you. Was it the Maverick one or the. Maverick, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is a piano. Because I'm a Maverick. has one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there, there you go. So kind of one man, um, one man banding it more or less. Yes, more or less. Right. And then. I worked a little bit with Eric Eric B. B. Bachman. Yep. Golden Throat. And uh, Golden Throat Bachman. <laughs> yeah, you played on a, a little bit on that Band of Horses. Uh, band of horses I stuff. played a song on a Band of Horses record. Yeah. And then ever since Archers have been playing, that's all I've been paying attention to. So in terms of, so we got into a little bit of listening um, and, and Eric talking, uh, E.B. rather talking about maybe where some of the spirit of the new Archer stuff might have been drawn from. And it sounds like more of a well, memories almost, more than actually actively listening to things. Uh, are you an active music listener? And if so, does anything that you uh, have been listening to kind of inform, or do you feel like it informed what you guys came up with here? No, I've been listening for pleasure lately. Um, I like Band of Horses' new record, the the band that Matt's in. What else? Uh, the new Spoon record I think is great. And yeah, they were they were just they were just on the show. We, really, we had a really nice time. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw them live about two weeks ago. Oh, cool! In Asheville, and they put on a 
great show. I mean, it was really, really good. Uh, not no reason to be surprised at that, I guess. But I was like, wow, they're still killing it. No, you, it was it was great. Are you friendly with those folks? Have you seen them before? Yeah, we used to tour with them way back in the day before they were uh, these giants that they are now. Hmm. I didn't get to see them in Asheville. Um, I had no one to call or, you know, I don't, haven't seen those guys in forever. Yeah. But it was great. Had pretty good, a uh, uh, good spot to stand in. Yeah. We're very, we've become a little bit friendly. Uh, Britt and I exchange, have exchanged some emails since the, the, cool. the, the, the talk. And, uh, actually this reminds me, I'm supposed to get them into the Bob Dylan center. So I put this on the record right now. I, uh-huh. I, I got invited down to that thing in uh, May and I went and it was amazing. And I became friendly with those folks. So now I'm just like every musician. I'm like, do you want to go? You're in Tulsa. Do you want to go to the thing? And they say, yeah, yeah. of course we'd like to go to the thing. So an open call. If you guys are in Oklahoma, and you want to go uh, to the Bob Dylan Center, just send me a note and I will hook you up. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, no, that's great. I just wanted to catch up. It's, it must be interesting. I feel like, EJ, your musical invigoration comes from EB saying, I want to do this again. Here's Very what I've come so. up with. Yeah. yeah. So you're that's kind of listening. The- <laughs> you're listening to him. And then uh, mm-hmm. subsequently, Archer's gets your juices flowing, I guess. It does. I nice. love it. So what does the future hold at this point? I know the future is really uncertain, but does this activity for you, EJ, does this suggest you want, you, you feel like you guys can do more such collaboration? Uh, I think we could. I hope we will. Um, a lot of that's up to Golden Throat. Yeah. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm sure that we'll we'll tour on this record for you know, uh, at least a year or two, I would think. And then after after that, I don't know. Golden Throat, I think the ball is in your court. Yeah, no, I have no idea what will happen. I know that we're going to do a bunch of shows. And uh, I mean, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what will happen. I mean, I, I, there's parts, part of me that wants to and part of me that's just sort of like, man, the logistics are so difficult. It's like herding cats because everybody's uh-huh. so busy doing their own thing, you know. But I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I'll say this, and I don't know if uh, this is the right answer. Not that there is a right answer, but uh, I know I, I want to uh, hear EJ's guitar more. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know if we'll do more Archer stuff, but I'll ask him to, to play on some of my stuff some more. Um, but I, I mean, maybe, I mean, I'm not saying no, because I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to box myself into something because I don't know what's going to happen. I think a lot of it is logistics. I think it's not really an issue mm-hmm. of want. I mean, Max and Band of Horses, I do this, I have a kid, I have a family, I have yeah. so many things going on. EJ's got his job, Mark's got a job, you know, everybody's got stuff that they do. It's hard to, I mean, it's been so hard to organize just a week to go up the East Coast and back. So hard to organize a week just so we could record. It was so difficult to get everybody mm-hmm. on the same schedule, you know. I appreciate the logistics part. Maybe a better way of asking this is, you talked about how this activity for you was spurred on by Trump, pandemic, whatever, mm-hmm. just all that stuff. Yeah. Is that fire been quelled a little bit by expressing yourself in this way or do you still feel like you have that archer's voice in you right now because things are still so fucked up well yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't think it's a big steps to the side or to to the right or the left or to anywhere to to have the a voice that's angry about what's going on like i, I guess part of my uh, argument is that uh I didn't really have to go to a, 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 an archer's voice as much as I thought I was going to have to to do it. Mm. 
So um, I'm just saying what I'm feeling, you know, so without having to be, I got to be this curmudgeon angry person to sing Archers. I don't necessarily feel like that. And I think the new record is kind of representative of that. But um, No, and I, I appreciate that. I don't I hear know. that exactly I on know. the record. Like I hear, I hear yeah, a more yeah. dynamic, nuanced, emotional, intellectual mm-hmm. response. It's not just visceral, blah blah blah. But you have framed this a little bit in the last time you were on the show. I think rather infamously, you talked about <laughs> how you needed to get in this frame of mind. You've, I think, some yeah, of the yeah. context for this record is the same: dealing with being locked down and dealing with how do I even get there how what am i doing so you've made that you've yeah. made that turn you know now you don't have yeah. to rely on what archers was i that's assume right. that's, that's right. got to be inspiring and invigorating to be like yeah we, we i can do this i didn't know if i could do it now that i've done it yeah no yeah. it is it yeah. is it is for sure yeah. i just don't know what it means moving forward i just can't uh i don't know i can't uh part of me wants to just uh, vanish, you know. <laughs> no, none to. of us want that. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. Here's the. <laughs> well, I appreciate you saying that. I'm just saying it's, I'm not going to do that. But I'm just saying part of me wants to do more uh, archers, and part of me doesn't, and part of me wants to just do something else. I don't know. It's I don't know. You know, it's hard to say. I think if you're going to be in tune with what is compelling you to make things, you know, to 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 sort of solidify it by saying I'm going to do this, chokes off chokes off some sort of opportunity that could happen otherwise. This answer could have gone any which way, though. You could have said, actually, I'm working on four or five new songs, and I think they feel like they'd be for Archers. Are you written written anything since the Reason and Decline? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I'm writing a ton of stuff, and none of it is... uh, One of it's just me on piano. Hmm. And uh, it's... uh, well, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's just real mellow. My God, the piano uh, guitar interplay on Human? Sorry, guys. I don't feel like I've done this record justice today. I want people to hear <laughs> it because I think there's such a rich musical thing happening. EJ, I apologize. Have I done a bad job? I'm just trying to put it across. It's brilliant. And it, the sound is great. Thank you. I just want to say that. Thank you. I just, I, I just, I hope, I, I don't think I've done it justice, but who can? I think you got to listen to it. I'm just saying that oh, that song kicked, that thanks, album man. kicks off. It's unbelievable. That's all I wanted to get to before. Thanks. Yeah. yeah thanks. Well, thank you. That's my, that's, that's my favorite one on the record too. If it makes any difference. Yeah. Well, you and my son. I love EJ's. <laughs> I love EJ's guitar on that, and uh, I love uh, I love the lyric, and it's uh, it's kind of it kind of is the it's the whole thing in one song, kind of. It's the whole record. It's got the anger about the politics and the frustration about the pandemic, and it's also dealing with personal psychological stuff. So it's got, it's got everything that's on the record is, is in that song. Is everything's in that, and it's a good way to say, okay, this is what this is going to be about. I know? will say that around the family, I go, oh yeah, it's hard to be human, but I very rarely finish. Only death can set you free. I, I don't out <laughs> yeah. loud in the minivan yeah. as we're going to running start singing that to them. <laughs> I, it's just my yeah. my preference. Is that okay? I my uh, yeah, I think it's fine. I, you know, the song was kind of a joke. I was in I was in Portland, Oregon, with my friend Barton Carroll. Oh my god! Great, great guitar player and writer in his own right, and he, uh, he and I were sitting there eating like some, I don't know, some food. We were sitting in the van talking, and I was like, "Barton, I got this song idea." And we, he and I joke all the time, but I said, "I got this song called," uh, and I'm making fun of of it. And I say, uh, "This is before I've written a note of the song." I said, "I got this song title idea. It's called uh, It's So Hard to Be Human.' Parenthesis on the cold hard streets of pretty much anywhere." <laughs> Parenthesis. And he just, uh, I don't think it's that funny, but he just started laughing like crazy. <laughs> he thought it was really funny. 
And so I thought, well, he's getting, I'm getting some response from him because it's, the funny thing is pretty much is just the least poetic thing you can say. I think say, anything you know? in parentheses can be funny. Anytime you add, yeah, true, add true. this little caveat yeah, yeah. Uh, or what do, you, what do you want to call it? Yeah, so. Yeah, but it was facetious and, and silly. And then I, I went home and I took the concept and I, we ended up just calling it human. I guess the graphic designers were just like, ah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I just, it turned into something far less of a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's not very really funny now. But it was, it, it started as a, as, a, as a joke, you know. And of course, when no, I, I view it, it as sardonic, yeah. if that makes sense. I, yeah, it's not a joke. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Well, that, well what that. I'm saying yeah, is, I think there's sure, dark right? humor to yeah. that line, but I also Seriously. know you sure. and where you're coming from, and things like that do worry me sometimes. Yeah. I will tell you that much. Uh, but I, I also yeah. see it as humorous in its emotive quality. If that makes like it's, I don't finish yeah. it. I, I, I said it earlier. I can't yeah. say it out loud because I don't <laughs> want my f- kids being like, "What?" But at the same time, yeah. I appreciate it. So all this to say. I'm mindful yeah. of the clock. I know EJ's got to go. EJ, uh, this is kind of plugs time. Uh, you mentioned your side project. Is there anything, <laughs> anywhere you want people to go on the internet to learn more about you specifically? And then we'll get into archers. But EJ, uh, can people follow you or whatever? Honestly, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not on Instagram, nothing like that. It really is just a labor of love. Yeah. And do you, do you, do you engage with the social media and the internet much? I'm on Facebook, but that's it. Okay. That's and, that's okay. But I'm on there I'm on there about every day. I just got out of jail. What? Oh Facebook. I just got jail. out of Facebook jail because I made a joke that uh this Hurricane Ian or Tropical Storm Ian and I was like, Well, we ought to just nuke it. Oh right. Obviously the Trump being thing. sarcastic, yeah, making a joke about Trump and uh I got put in Facebook jail for that. They wouldn't let you twenty four hours, yeah. But because you, because it was a reference to Trump, or because you said you because wanted to blow I think up a hurricane, because, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's... Because the the accusation was that it was uh, uh, threatened violence, yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't threaten violence except to a, a hurricane. <laughs> that is that seems like fascism to me. Uh, I'm sorry that happened to you, but in any oh, case, no, I, I'm proud of it. No, not you. I don't think you were being the fascist. I think them shutting you down for making a joke. Right, is, uh, right. No, t- I got terrible. you. Yeah, all right. Anyway, I appreciate that. The internet's hard, uh, and I appreciate that. Eric, uh, what about you? If people can, le- if people want to learn more about Reason and Decline, you, Archers, uh, do you know where to send them? Well, I mean, you could go to the Archers website or the Merge website. Uh, I mean, I, I'm on Instagram uh, and Facebook and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, just you can... You can go to Merge. You can go to archersofloaf.org or whatever it is, .net. You can go to ericbachman.com. Yeah, by the way, in 2022, congratulations on creating a Google-proof band name. Everyone else is naming their band like yeah. Sidewalk or <laughs> or yeah. Showerhead. And you're like, how yeah. is anyone? Archers of Loaf. Unbelievable. You guys did it. You figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we knew we knew that one of the reasons we talked about we knew it would be a name. This is the thing about the name that I know it's a silly name, and some people really can't stand the word loaf and can't stand the name. Uh, but the thing about the name that I have I loved when we first came up with it, and I love now, is that the only point of reference yeah. is back mm-hmm. to itself. If you if you th- great band names, Rolling Stones, yeah. well, that's a Muddy Water song. Oh, you too. Well, that's a, yeah. that's a plane. It's an airplane. Yeah. Arches of Loaf. Yeah. Well, that's that's a band. Yeah. That's all, all right. it is. 
So that to me was smart, smart on our part. And we knew it when we were doing it, but we didn't realize people were going to be so offended by the word loaf or whatever, but that's it. Oh, did we lose EB? I think we lost EB. Oh no, I was going to ask him to go out on a song. Maybe he'll come back in a second. All right. Well, if he doesn't, yeah. this is the way of the internet now. Uh, EJ. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> I, uh, hopefully we get Eric back before so we can say a proper goodbye. I wanted to ask uh, one Perfect. of you to pick a song for us to go out on and uh, also uh, let us know why hmm. you chose it uh, so that we can uh, contextualize it a little bit. So EJ, no- normally I, I, when this is this situation, I would say one person gets to pick, the other person has veto power. But we may ah. we may have lost EB, which is interesting. What would you pick if we uh, uh, were to go out on a song right now? I would pick Mama Was a War Profiteer. And the reason I like that song a lot is probably my favorite on the record, is I love EB's guitar there we part. Go. There we I go. just love It's so cool. Literally, he could play that guitar part for three or four minutes by itself, and I, I would have loved the song. Nice. We're talking about Mama is a war profiteer, Eric. Um, leading, leading. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, uh, Eb, it's good to have you back. We missed you. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I think it's a hurricane. The wind's blowing so bad here. Yeah. Although my internet, my internet is in the ground, so I don't know what you know. I don't know. I, I, you got to batten down the hatches, so I want to let you go soon. What I just did was I asked EJ to pick a song for us to go out on. What I told him while you were gone is that normally this, with a dynamic like this, one of you picks. The other has veto power. <laughs> he has picked uh, Mama uh, Was a War Profiteer. Are you okay if we go out on that song? Yeah, absolutely. We talked about it a little, so Thanks. I don't know if there's much else to say. Is there anything more you want to say about it? Well, not really. I mean, we, we talked about we talked about it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> appreciate that. All right, this is from <laughs> the... No, 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 it's fine. I put you on the spot, and I appreciate uh, your response. So this is a brilliant song from the new Archers of Loaf record, Reason and Decline, out on Merge Records. This is Mama Was a War Prophet here. Eric's, uh, just so uh, I don't mean to get schmoopy, I love you both very much. I, uh, EJ, we don't know each other. Thank that you, much. I do, though. I really do. I appreciate this time. Thank you for it. And I'm glad Thank you're you. back. Best of luck with everything Thank in the you. future. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so very much, Vish. Vish. Thank you, big man. Thank you so much, Vish. Yes. Thank you. Rock on. <laughs> Limousines all blasted In the smithereens 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There you go, brand new music by Archers of Loaf. I really want to thank uh, the two Eric's, Eric Bachman and Eric Johnson. Sorry, uh, EB, Golden Throat EB, and just regular throat EJ, 
big thrill for me. I love those guys, as I, I, I conveyed there, and I, I love Archer the Loaf. Very nice to have the two Erics on this, the 726th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find an episode you're looking for, if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit vishkana.com. You can also like Creative Control on Facebook or follow the show on Twitter at Vish Creative or you can follow me directly on Twitter and on Instagram at Vishkana. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation, uh, which is uh, the primary source of income for me to make this show uh, basically every week, sometimes twice a week. Why do I do this? Oh yeah, because of the Patreon and because I like doing it. Never mind. $6 or more on the Patreon a month grants you access to exclusive content, including uh, early access to episodes that go out to the general public, usually the next day. I try to get uh, the Patreon folks uh, everything about a day early if I can make it work with my schedule. And other content from my audio archives that you wouldn't hear anywhere else or has been lost to history, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, also, if you're interested in receiving a Creative Control t-shirt, just message me on Patreon and I'll get you one while supplies last. You know, I'm starting to think... All this bonus stuff on the Patreon. On the Patreon? Everyone's Patreons. I don't know if people... You tell me. Do people want that stuff? Or do you just... I feel like you're supporting the the main effort and the bonus stuff. We all are like, oh, I gotta do the bonus. I gotta give everyone more extra stuff. And then the people you talk to are like, yeah, it's fine. You're doing enough. I don't need bonus stuff. I just wanted to support you. Anyway, I'm just ranting and raving here. If you have thoughts about this, message me. Patreon.com slash creative control to support the show. Thank you for doing that if you're doing it already. And thank you for doing it, for considering doing it. Thanks again to the excellent uh, Alberta record retailer Blackbird Music, which you can learn more about at their website, blackbird.ca. They have brick-and-mortar stores in Edmonton and Calgary, Alberta, if you're in those cities or are going to be. So check out Blackbird Music. also want to thank Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario, for their in-kind support for this show. Thanks, as always, to my dear friend Jim Guthrie for letting me use music that he made on this show you can learn more about Jim at jimguthrie.org and finally thank you so much for listening to this episode with uh, our Eric and Eric from Archers of Loaf check out Reason and Decline it's amazing I love it and uh, please subscribe to this podcast and follow it and tell your friends to do the same and spread the word about it and that's it for me for another episode I will talk to you very soon be well bye for now Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.